Hey, how about those bears? Fuck the bears. Okay. to my bleeding ears podcast this is episode number 168 i am your host larry and i am here with jesselyn today hello we have a different podcast today we are pretty much just going through our summer movies even though it's october right now we want to go through our um because we finally caught up to all the to most of the summer movies that we wanted to see so instead of doing a movie of the week, we're just going to talk about all the movies that we've seen lately, and it's a bunch of them, so uh, let's get started. Yeah. Uh, why don't you start firing off some of these movies? All right. So the first movie that I have on my list is Prey. Uh-huh. This feels really old. It's been a really, really long time. Three months ago, I uh-huh. added this. Uh-huh. Um, Prey, which is... A the sort of a in indirect sequel to Predator or a prequel because I mean it, it takes place before Pre- all the prequel, Predator stuff. Sure, yeah, it ties into Predator Two. Yeah, it ties into Predator Two and all the other Predator movies. That's right. Um, this one takes place in the 1800s in uh, <clears throat> in America in uh, you know when there's still Native Americans running around and there's fur trappers and everything. So. Uh, the Predator is hunting around that time, and the technology, of course, isn't there for the humans, but, um, of course, the Predator has different technology, too, which isn't as advanced as the technology that you see in the uh, Predator movies of the present. Um, it's really good. I really enjoyed Prey a I lot. I too, yeah. Um, I liked uh, the main actors. Uh, I love that. Um, and I, I know a lot of people were upset or complaining about the actors not speaking Comanche, and I'm fine with that. Um, I would rather them speak English than and put on a, a good performance than just uh, speak Comanche. Just to uh, appease people, which, uh, I mean, either one I would have been fine with, but yeah. I, I, I thought it was fine the way it was. But a language that actually isn't native mm-hmm. uh, to them. Uh, yeah, they did dub it in Comanche, which I guess is nice. Yeah. But it would have been cooler if they had filmed it in Right, with them speaking, right. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, uh, I like this one a lot. It was, I think it placed number three on my Predator countdown of... Oh, wow. of Actually, it was episode 169, so I had What's... to go back and do 168. So is Predator 2 number one? Yeah, and then the original is number two, okay. and then well, I think Prey was number three uh, or four next to uh, Predators. Well, that's a big deal, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Because Predator, I mean, the first Predator is always going to be my favorite, but mm-hmm. but I liked Prey. 
Um, and Predator 2, you've made me appreciate. Yeah. When I didn't, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a good movie. All right, uh, next. All right, next. I watched this on my own, Gone in the Night. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2022, I rented this on Amazon. This is starring Dermot Mulroney and Winona Ryder. And I'm actually mad that I said Dermot Mulroney first. Because mm-hmm. um, starring Winona Ryder, um, it's fine. There's an interesting twist. Well, what's it about? Uh, so it's about a woman who is in a relationship with a younger man, a much younger man. So Winona Ryder and a, a much younger man, and they're going to this Airbnb, and then this much younger man disappears, mm-hmm. gone in the night, if you will. Mm-hmm. So. She goes searching for him, and the Dermot Mulroney owns the property, and things escalate from there. All right. If, should I wreck it? I mean, if you want to. I mean, do you think anyone's going to want to watch this movie? or? I don't know. No, not on this podcast. So it turns out that Dermot Mulroney is harvesting younger men's whatever to stay young and... Uh, Winona Ryder has to take the stand, like, well, getting old is okay, but it's definitely this, like, stance on older actors, like, aging out or mm-hmm. uh, becoming irrelevant, and uh, it's executed strangely, mm-hmm. but it's not bad. So, sorry I wrecked it. That is Gone in the Night. All right. 2022. <clears throat> Next up, My Best Friend's Exorcism. Oh, yeah. We watched this one together. Yeah. Uh, I believe, like, the same people who did Happy Death Day or something was involved with this one. Producers, yeah. Right. This one uh, was kind of fun. I had a a pretty decent time with it. Me too. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it was about someone's best friend (laughs) needing an exorcism, so. Yeah. It's also about, I mean, it's two, like, teenage girls and the popular one starts to act crazy and mean and crazy. So it's definitely like a social commentary about how the pretty one can escalate past you, if mm. if you will. But I liked it. I thought it was funny. Yeah, it was cool. It, yeah. was, it was a good movie. It was uh, a nice little movie. Didn't need to go into the theaters or anything like that. But it was. it's a nice hour and a half of your time. Um, well spent. Yeah, agreed. Check it out. Netflix. Uh, next up, Blonde, 2022 on Netflix. Yeah, as the Marilyn Monroe film, it's not necessarily. I don't have an answer for that. Well, oh, thank you. Sorry. Uh, yeah, Google thought that she would intervene. No, thanks, mm. Google. We're good. Okay. Um, yeah, this is the the picture about uh, Marilyn Monroe with Anna Darmus as. Marilyn Monroe. Um, this is based off a book, so this isn't necessarily based off of true life of what happened. And there not are... even, it's based off of a fictional book that right. Joyce Carol Oates wrote. Right, she yeah. wrote this. So it was taken from that. So, of course, there's a lot of inaccuracies in there, too. Uh, but there are certain things that did happen to her or, or certain events that did happen, which are in the movie. And I think a lot of the scenes are set up by famous pictures that she's in. Which, I, I kind of like that. 
But yeah. overall, I I was not really too big of a fan of this movie. Uh, and it wasn't Anna de Armas at all, which I thought it might have been, because I think she's as much of a good actor as she is, she has a really thick accent. Yeah. Uh, but it actually, she actually pulled it off for the movie, so... Sort of. Her, yeah, I mean, you can still hear it. But. In and out. It's it's not bad. And, yeah, my complaint with this movie is not with Anna de Armas at all. I mm. think she's great. She did her goddamnedest. Um, but... I don't know. To me, it felt like, how do we exploit this poor woman further? Mm-hmm. She died in the 60s when she was 36, and we just can't mm-hmm. stop exploiting her. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm just not really a big fan of biopics or, or based off true story things anymore like that. Um, even if they are somewhat fictionalized in this sense... So I, I don't even to tell you the truth. I don't even know why I, I watched the movie because I, I made you. Yeah, I I don't yeah. give a shit about biographies. I I really don't because I mean it's they're dramatized and everything and like I never I never even uh, watched uh, what the fuck's the, the the Freddie Mercury movie. Oh yeah, I didn't either. Because I don't I don't care. I don't I. I I've watched some of the concerts, and I know some yeah. of the facts behind the things, but I, I, I don't need to see this. Um, I'd prefer a documentary. I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. A documentary based on fact or uh, objectively, or even if it is a skewed documentary, at least I want to see it from a point of view of someone, not fictionalized. So I agree. And, mm. and this movie, to me, was very exploitative. Uh, you know, I read reviews. I knew that it was going to be like this, but it was actually the terrible reviews that made me want to watch it. And it's not unwatchable because Anna de Armas is very, very good in it, mm-hmm. despite her not great accent. But you know, it's so exploitative. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is, and yeah, I'm like I said, I'm I'm done watching. These kinds of movies. Yeah, I'm not going to make you watch those anymore. All right. Next up. Bodies, bodies, bodies. All right. Um, yeah, this is the, um, this, I guess, I would have thought it was a slasher movie, which it kind of is. Sort um, When it first came out in the theaters. It's like and, the Gen Z slasher movie. Right, yeah, it is. <laughs> it definitely is. And um, I was interested to see it when it, it came out. And then finally we did rent it on, or, or you bought it or whatever. Um, and I, I wouldn't say I was quite surprised because I kind of could see where <clears throat> this movie was going from the previews, which, I mean, I really don't watch previews anymore. Um, but it was, um, it was a good time. It really was it, a classic kind of whodunit in a way. Um, the premise of the movie is that, um, there's a guy, um, Pete Davidson, who's throwing a party and he invites a bunch of his friends over to his house. Yeah, a hurricane party. A hurricane party. A hurricane, yeah. Right. And, um, through the party, um, the Pete Davidson character, um, his neck is slashed open and he's bleeding all over the place. So then the people at the party start questioning each other about it. And there are a bunch of um, people who you would say would suffer from affluenza. So these are Mm -hmm. um, rich kids for the most part. 
all they're all rich kids. Right, and um, and they start getting off, so it's kind of fun to watch. And um, yeah, yeah, I would say, I say check it the, out. The one girlfriend was not rich, <clears throat> so the one who is with uh, Amanda Stanberg, I think, mm-hmm. was the one who was not as privileged as the rest, but. But yeah, it does. It makes the whole thing kind of fun. It makes the stakes really low when it's a bunch of rich kids. I mean, to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, fun. <laughs> kind of, yeah. And all I want to do is ruin it. But, uh, but because don't. Because <clears throat> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. Just the the uh, outcome, the surprise is, is very funny. Very uh, satisfying, I think. Yes, I'll say that too. So yeah, I say check it out. Okay. <coughs> uh, next, who invited them? Twenty twenty two on Shutter. Uh, this has Ryan Hansen, and I have a very very special place in my heart mm-hmm. for Ryan Hansen for playing Dick Casablancas on Veronica Mars, mm-hmm. the likable asshole. Right. Yeah. Um, and he's a little different in this. I guess. I don't know. What did you think about this? Why did you just like it? I liked it. Um, I didn't think it was great or anything, but the premise of the movie is that um, he has owns a house and he has a house party um, pretty much congratulating himself. <coughs> and so he has his co-workers over. He wants to impress them and everything. Yeah. And then two people show up and they tend not to leave. But, of course, during... Um, during the party, once everyone leaves, uh, these people stick around, and of course you're thinking, like, oh my god, they're going to kick them out, but then they become friends with them, and it kind of goes back and forth with things, and um, yeah, after a while, the the two people won't leave. So, um, but then they start opening up wounds or other things, yeah. and um, so yeah, I, I did like this movie. Another one of those, like, not great, but it was a good, it was a good watch. I had a good time, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it was, it was smartly written. <clears throat> I did yell at the screen a lot about why the fuck this couple wouldn't just get these people out of their house. Because mm. uh, there is a point where they're like, oh, I'm sorry, I was acting crazy. Like, right. no, 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 get the fuck out of my house. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, next, Thor Love and Thunder. That's on Disney Plus. We just watched that. Well, we watched it a couple of months ago. Yeah, it was yeah, it was about a month, month and a half ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh when it finally came to Disney Plus. Of course, this is the the follow up to Thor Ragnarok and posts um Thanos and all that shit that went on there with the yeah. Avengers and everything. Uh this is kind of Thor trying to find his way back into being Thor again and uh yeah uh female Thor is introduced with Natalie Portman or we just call her Thor actually but the I want mighty Thor the mighty Thor I want to differentiate um because she has Mjolnir and he right. has whatever the axe Stormbreaker Stormbreaker yeah I yeah. think that's what it is I don't mm-hmm. um so yeah uh this one of course was not as good as Ragnarok no this one uh and that's a hard Hard act to follow. Agreed. <laughs> uh, and it kind of seemed like this one was just a, played a lot more for laughs. Uh, you mentioned that you think that Christian Bale is in a completely different movie. It, it just feels like tonally he's in a totally different movie. Mm. And it's not... I actually watched it again and I warmed up to it a little more. Mm. But 
I, what you're saying about Thor Ragnarok, that was like a breath of fresh air. Right. I, I really don't have any criticism. I had so much fun watching it. And then when you introduce Christian Bale's uh, God Killer, that's such a dark, sad... I mean, it opens with... Spoilers, sorry. It opens with Christian Bale's character watching his daughter starve to death in the desert, mm-hmm. praying to the gods who do not help him. Mm-hmm. And then when he comes back to slaughter all the gods, I don't really know where I stand on that. Right, yeah. I, feel like, yeah, you should slaughter all those gods. Fuck yeah. those gods. And I think that's what the movie's trying to do also Definitely. for you, is is to give, uh, what's his name, Gore, I believe his name is, yeah. um, to give him some humanity. Yeah. Because, yeah, we do, in, in Marvel, the villains aren't all that great when it comes down to things. Um, a lot of them are, are motivations are just shit. But yeah. when you have a character like Gore, I think, yeah, there's this motivation to where you can agree with him to a point at least and see where he's coming from. So um, I, I do kind of like his character. Um, so do I. Mm. It's just like watching two different movies mm. in one movie. Mm-hmm. Because you also have this Guns N' Roses soundtrack that follows Thor and all of his little... Thorians, mm-hmm. like attacking Gore and attacking all of these, you know, I don't know, whatever, minions, monster, minions, monster yeah. minions, and that's super fun, but it just feels like Christian Bale isn't in that movie. Christian Bale is in a different movie where it's heavy and we're grieving his daughter, and then there's the Guns N' Roses soundtrack. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah, so um, I think... The comedy falls a little flat in some places, too. Yeah. Um, But overall, I still enjoyed myself. Um, Funny surprises and everything. Um, Yeah. Russell Crowe is Zeus. You know, it's just stupid shit like that. pretty funny. Yeah, that's pretty funny. But again, like, tonally, a huge tonal shift. That's all. Next. Next. Glorious. Which is literally about a glory hole mm-hmm. um, in a bathroom. That's on AMC Plus. Uh, stars Ryan Quantis, I think his name is, from True Blood. I never really yeah, got into I never True saw Blood. That. Uh, and also, help me, uh, J.K. Simmons, Simmons is the voice of, of the, the other the side glory of the hole. hole. Right. Yeah. Uh, so the premise of this movie is that... <clears throat> Um, we're introduced to this fella, and he's just driving his SUV, and he gets to a rest stop, and, um, he goes into the crapper, and someone on the other side of the other crapper starts talking to him, and he can't leave the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Um, so, (laughs) so what we end up finding out is that the, um, the thing talking to him, and the stall, which you can't open and you can't see, is a god. <clears throat> and if he leaves that bathroom, the world will end. Mm-hmm. Um, we start seeing flashbacks from why this guy is driving, and he's clearly upset. He got he's drinking and everything's really disheveled. He's uh, so you know that he, him, and a girl are no longer together. Right. Um, starts burning her stuff and everything. 
So, um, so yeah, I mean, um, you start to learn stuff gradually throughout the movie, and you get to see the relationship between the god and the guy, and uh, it's a pretty good movie. I, I enjoy yeah, it. I agree. It's interesting. I've never seen a movie about a glory hole that I respect, or <laughs> period, for that matter. So, yeah. Check it out. Yeah, check it out. Uh, Shutter, AMC Plus, whatever. AMC Plus, yeah. Um, Hellraiser. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, the, we watched Hellraiser. the latest, the <clears throat> reboot, I guess, of Hellraiser. Yeah. That's on Hulu. Uh, yeah, finally a, a reboot that is pretty decent remake. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I did enjoy this this Hellraiser movie. It was um, I like the changes that they made. Or like the expansion of of things, um, I find Hellraiser very very interesting because it has one of the, I think one of the coolest of actual villains in film uh, when it comes to horror movies, and I'm not talking about Pinhead at all because yeah. Pinhead in this movie and in the other movies, uh, especially the first and second one, is not your antagonist. Your antagonist in the first one is Frank. Frank. Mm-hmm. And the second one, I believe, is Julia. Those are your antagonists in those first two movies. Uh, just think about it. It's a woman who entices men to come to her house to fuck, and the skinless man kills them, cracks their head open with a hammer, and sucks out all their blood and everything to become whole again. Like... Those are some fucking villains right there, and then yeah. they try and pull it off at the end, and of course it doesn't work, and we know and we know what ends up happening. Um, but this one um, doesn't really necess- it does have a villain like that in a way, but um, that's that's something that's somewhat put on the back burner to our our protagonist that we follow, who we see is a is definitely has problems in her life. Uh, she's an addict uh, trying to overcome her addictions. Uh, she relapses and she ends up coming across the box. Mm-hmm. And um, the box starts killing people around her. And then that's when we start seeing the Cenobites or the, the uh, like Pinhead and everything. Which I do like the, the new look for them because they threw out all that leather. And now it's just <clears throat> their skin is all... Uh, cut up and pinned back and made part of who they are now. And I think they look really cool. Yeah, me too. It seemed like practical effects, which is always refreshing to see in newer horror movies. Right? Right, yeah, because it's it's probably easier and faster to shoot a a movie and then put the effects in afterward than to have to set up squibs and all sorts of shit so yeah um i think probably practical effects could be more time consuming Mm -hmm. but i think cg is maybe more expensive i I actually think it's cheaper i think that practical effects are more expensive which is why we're seeing that less and less it's always kind of special when we do see it well let us know in the comments section yeah let us know all right Um, next up bullet train I rented this, I think. No, yeah, we rented it. HBO? No, we rented it. Bullet Train. Uh, That's the, uh, I think it's actually a remake, or it's based on a 
it's based on a, on a a manga, so or, right. or, or okay. that's what I believe it's based on. And um, I think it's okay. I was entertained. Yeah, it was entertaining. Yeah. It was, I believe it's by one of the guys who did <clears throat> one of the Deadpool movies. I forgot which one it was. David Letch or uh, Miller or whatever the fuck his name yeah, is. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, I really didn't sense. look into it. The Because the action scenes are super fun. The fight scenes yeah, are, yeah. are fun to watch. Yeah, they're okay. But the, uh, the premise seems familiar in a way, which kind of takes away from me a little bit of this movie to where you get a bunch of uh, either criminals or you have hitmen and you put all these people together and they all play off of each other. They're all smarter than the other one. Mm-hmm. I've, I've kind of seen that before. Sure. But... Uh, this time around, we have Brad Pitt in it, and he plays kind of a goofball character in it. So uh, it, it, there's so many different emotions I'm getting from that to to where I'm like, uh, I, yeah, I'm having a good time and everything, but this is something that I'm going to remember. And yeah, I don't know if I will. We'll I agree. See. <clears throat> uh, Brad Pitt plays a pacifist hitman slash mercenary and his lines are clever and funny yeah. and the the characters he interacts with are also very like Aaron Taylor Johnson, Brian Tyree Henry, Joey King uh, Zuzzy Beats there are a lot of people in it mm-hmm. um, that also have quippy dialogue, it's a lot of fun but, but yeah I guess I don't really remember the point <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, to retrieve a, a suitcase. Yeah. And he had to do that. But what was in it? I don't I don't remember. I don't even think it matters. <laughs> <laughs> so, I check it out. You want to have a good yeah, time? Yeah, it's, yeah. They're going to show you a good time. Yeah. Uh, next, you saw this. I didn't. You saw no. it in the theaters. Terrifier 2. Right. The sequel to Damien Leone's Terrifier with mm-hmm. Art the Clown. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did see this in the theater. I think they had special engagements going on. I think there's another one happening for Halloween also. But they're going to re-release the movie back in the theaters, uncut, and it's two hours and 18 minutes length, which is very long for a slasher movie. Um, did it need to be that long? No, it did not. No, no slasher movie needs to be that long, ever. I could have cut a good at least a half hour out of movie and certain plot points and I think it would have been way more effective than what was presented on screen. I will give the movie this though. The kills in the movie are fun and they look really good. Okay. Art the Clown is really good too. The main character in the movie, our protagonist, she's really she's good too. But it just all doesn't come together for me. And it isn't as coherent as I would like to be. And sure, you can throw in certain things like, well, uh, this may be like a, some spiritual thing or something, or this may be just... Uh, so you don't know, necessarily. And then there's plot points that never come to fruition. So <clears throat> it's hard to recommend this movie. Uh, but I, what I will recommend it for is the things I, I noted prior was with our actors and the special effects. So if you do check this movie out, I would say check it out for that. Um, the story kind of goes nowhere after a while. So uh, see it at your own risk. So is it like gore 
porn or because I no Terrifier no. the first Terrifier I don't hate it but I didn't love it it did feel mm-hmm. like sort of torture porn by the end and I didn't have anybody to root for mm. and Dawn let's never forget Dawn mm-hmm. from Terrifier she was my favorite and she got vivisected so so was this much more of the same or no there's okay. Like, the torture part you're talking about doesn't really exist like that in this one, I would say. It's more of your typical slasher kind of thing happening. Okay. Someone sees this clown, um, doesn't expect him to do what he does, he ends up killing them, yada yada. So, um, it's a, it, it depends on how you felt about the first one, and if you like the first one, then I, I would say yes, check this one out, and... But if you haven't seen the first one, of course, don't check it out. But I would suggest seeing the first one. So I would suggest seeing <clears> the first one too. I didn't love it, but I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. So, yeah. all right, next up. All right, so now we're going to get into a couple of TV shows. Uh-huh. So you watched uh, two of these are yours that I didn't watch with you, Andor. Yeah, Andor. Um, their I think the latest episode just uh, was dropped. Today, so I gotta check that out today. Um, it's a pretty good series, I would say. It's it's not like other Star Wars stories that have been told. It's been we're finally getting to see uh, a side of the rebels that we didn't get to see in the other movies because we were led by heroes in those movies, and here we are, we're led by a, a soldier for the most part uh, in Andor. Uh, this takes place. Before episode four in Star Wars, where the uh, we're getting to see Andor, uh, Cassian Andor from Rogue One, and now he's we get to see him a few years before that at least maybe who knows I'm not exactly sure about how he becomes a rebel and ends up working for the Republic. Uh, it's been really good lately. <clears throat> it takes a while for it to, to kind of get started, but. They really had to develop the characters to to get you going, and, and we're following a bunch of different people in the series, so it's going to take a while for everything to really start get going. But it did in episode six is when like the big thing happens, and the prior episodes are what kind of leads up to it. But as it's happening, like each episode is getting more and more and more tense until we get to that what happens in episode six. So I, um, of course I'm not saying all that much about, about it, but oh, I, wait, I did do you spoil it. Just no, being episode six. Okay. No, no. But, um, I think people who like star Wars and maybe people who like heist movies and stuff or movies that there's a plan to follow or the dirty dozen will like the show. Okay. So I say, check it out. <clears throat> Uh, and then the other one that you're watching without me. So I started, I tried, and I actually hate-watched it with you for a while, <laughs> and then I couldn't do it anymore. Cobra Kai. <clears throat> yeah, Cobra Kai, I think, I, I like Cobra Kai because it knows what it is, and it's not too serious, and it's having a good time. Um, of course, a lot of it is the... Um, nostalgia factor which I, I guess I kind of do have it for Karate Kid mm-hmm. like I like the first one first one's cool the second one I'm not a big fan of uh, the third one I think is really funny because uh, Daniel's just a 
asshole in that movie. It's just funny to watch him. He's kind of an asshole in this show, yeah, too. Yeah, so he, he, Daniel's kind of an asshole. So. Um, so then, after watching the show, and of course there's a bunch of... Uh, you know, I root for the bad guy a lot of the times in movies, and it's kind of good to see the bad guy in this one kind of win, in a way. Um, sure. <clears throat> so I... Uh, uh, I st- I'm on season two right now, about halfway through, and yeah, I'm enjoying it. it it's a it's a good time, lighthearted in the mo- uh, for the most part, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy it's on. And I'm gonna keep watching it, and yeah, let you guys know later. <clears throat> I just I got really tired of this show using like the premise and the antihero as an excuse to throw out. Racial slurs, fat shaming, uh, misogyny. I I know that I'm. I took it more seriously than I should have. I get it, and I just stopped watching it. But mm-hmm. I was really not having fun. Like even hate watching it wasn't fun mm. for me anymore. But but I've said this before on the show. I I hate the antihero. I don't want to follow the antihero, and mm. that's a lot of what the show does. For both, they're both kind of anti-heroes. <clears throat> well, yeah, there's, I mean, there's conflicts in both parties. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm, I'm not going to say that some of them aren't deserved or not, but uh, but we'll see as, as the seasons go on. And yeah. I'll let you know. Yeah, check it out. <coughs> what, what do you care what I think? Check it out, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Beavis and Butthead, we have watched the reboot of Beavis and Butthead together. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just our generation that has a soft spot for Beavis and Butthead or if it's actually still funny, but I think it's still funny. Yeah, it's still funny. I'm having a good, good time. Yeah, yeah. I, I still kind of think that it, it, it may be a gener- generational thing. I, I haven't spoken to anyone younger or millennials or zennials or, or whatever yeah. about this or about Mystery Science Theater. Like, is that funny to the yeah. younger generations? I don't know. I haven't really spoken to people. So once again, please let us let us know. Please do, yeah. Because I still laugh out loud and sometimes laugh out loud so hard that I need <coughs> to breathe. Like yeah. I'm running out of air. It's still, they're still really funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then a show that I watched on my own, uh, Dahmer. Mm-hmm. which is a series on Netflix from the Joe Berlinger, I think is his name, the same guy who did the Blair Witch documentary on uh, maybe, but uh, the documentary on Joe, Ted Bundy. Joe Berlinger? Berlinger, yeah. Berlinger, yeah. Yeah, he did. He did, I believe he did uh, Paradise Lost, if I'm correct. Oh, maybe, yeah. So. so this isn't a dumber. I'm not talking about the documentary. There is another documentary oh, okay. on Netflix that you you can watch, mm-hmm. but I'm talking about the Evan Peters right, starring right, yeah. <clears throat> uh, mini series. Okay, Dahmer. Um, and I, I'm torn because I definitely hear people talking about how exploitative it is to glorify. Serial killers, I agree, and I, I'm sorry about my obsession with them. I, I'm very, very curious about them. I think a lot of women are, and I don't think it's falling in love with them. I think it's more like, know your enemy, mm. like, know what to see in, in your enemy. And this uh, doesn't have anything to do with women at all, because Jeffrey Dahmer was preying on 
another minority, which was gay men in a, a gay industry, industrial district of uh, Milwaukee, mm-hmm. which we actually took the walking tour. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if we talked about that at all. It was very hot. Yeah. Well, um, that's about all. We were in the sun for a while and didn't actually see anything. Um, but Evan Peters is excellent. I mean, I have to point out how great he is at mm-hmm. playing Jeffrey Dahmer. He's very, very good. Um, and I, so I like the series because of that. Uh, Nisi Nash is in it. Nisi Nash is uh, the neighbor who keeps telling police that something super shady is going on in that apartment building until they finally show up. Um, they do talk a lot about, or, or they do portray a lot about how Jeffrey Dahmer was able to get away from, get away with this because nobody cared about the gay male population mm. at all. Um, so you <clears> can do this <throat> and, and go completely unnoticed. Uh, so that I think is maybe it's saving grace, but mm. I'm in the minority of people who think that. Uh, a lot of people think it's just exploitative, we're glorifying serial killers. Um, mm. I do think Ryan Murphy and Joe Berlinger did his best to make it not just about who Jeffrey Dahmer was, mm. make it about his victims, <clears throat> make it about the people who tried to stop him. Mm-hmm. All right, interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll probably never check it out, but... Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, Evan Peters continues to be awesome. But yeah, to take that all with a grain of salt. Next, I also watched Goodnight Mommy, the remake with Naomi Watts. Yeah. Uh, the American version of Goodnight Mommy. Neither one of us were big fans of the German Goodnight Mommy. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and this was no exception. It was a lot like... The German Goodnight Mommy, but in English. So it was a just exact remake? I think it was a, a pretty close remake. I also think that they made it really obvious. Oh my God, spoilers, everybody. Uh, there are twins who torture their mom, and it turns out one of the twins is dead. Mm-hmm. So he's a ghost, and he's informing his other brother to torture his mom. Because she's had plastic surgery and she has a mask over her face. uh, And they think maybe that's not her mom. That's the whole, their mom. That was like her coping uh, mechanism for... Losing a son. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And then they torture her and then like, surprise, one of the sons is dead. I think they make that more obvious in the American version. I think, but also maybe because I already knew when I started watching it. Maybe it's... It wasn't that obvious. I don't know. Uh, a lot of people love Goodnight Mommy, and that's great. Check out the American version. It's much of the same, only in English. Yeah, no, no thanks. Yeah. And, uh, oh, Vengeance. So, oh, yeah, that's from right. 2022, this was written and directed by BJ Novak, who is known for being Ryan in The Office, and he was also one of the head writers mm-hmm. for The Office. Um, also known as the guy who was involved in Mindy Kaling's life, and we don't know how or why or whether he's the, the father of Mindy's children. No, no, it's real. It's a whole conspiracy. Okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you don't yeah, care about yeah. that. Uh, vengeance. I really, really liked it. And I walked in with sort of high expectations mm-hmm. because I think BJ Novak is a very good writer. I think that The Office is funny. I think yeah, what he's yeah. done since then has been very entertaining. 
Uh, and this exceeded my expectations. All right. What did you think? Um, I liked it too. Um, the movie's about um, this one guy who, uh, I guess he's a podcast, or he wants to start a podcast about something, and uh, he gets a call late night from uh, this guy saying that his girlfriend died, and he or this girl that he knows died, but they were together. Or at least that's what, um, like, he saw on her Facebook and told that's her. That's what the like, brother thought. Right, yeah. yeah. So he calls late at night saying, hey, she's dead. Uh, can you come down to Texas? He'd never been to Texas before. So um, he's like, okay, this is my idea for a podcast. I'm going to go do this. And then it kind of goes deeper than that. Um, but, yeah, I say uh, check it out. It's, it was a good movie. It's uh, there's, there's humor in it, and, and there's serious shit, too. Um, it's a somewhat of a whodunit kind of thing, searching for the, the, whoever murdered his girlfriend, or at least his brother thinks that she was murdered. So, um, yeah, it, this was fun to watch. Um, yeah. It was a good movie. I agree. And the first five minutes of the movie, you're going to hate B.J. Novak's character, and you're yeah. absolutely supposed to. Yes, um, yes. I think it makes the end of the movie just that much better. Right, yeah. Really, really good. <clears throat> All right, next. All right, next. They, Them, 2022 on Peacock. Ah, yes. This is the Kevin Bacon um, conversion camp. Yes. A movie. Um, Slasher movie with uh, appropriate pronouns, I right, guess. Right, yes. To me, it felt like old white guys trying to write a slasher movie that involved trans people huh. and failing miserably. See, I thought it was <clears throat> a, a bunch of liberals who don't know horror movies, <laughs> and they wrote something to where none of the gay characters or LGBTQ characters or ones that are proud of themselves get killed. Yeah. That's what I, I think. That's who I felt wrote this. Okay. Because this was probably one of the worst movies I've seen this year. It's I very didn't... out of touch either way. It, yeah. it, I did not like this movie. Mm -hmm. um, to make people feel like they're a part, which they should be a part, is to do the same things to them as what's done to everyone else. Like I said before, none of the campers get killed in this movie. <laughs> and then, yeah, I'm ruining this movie because I absolutely Ruin it. hate it. It's been out forever. Um, don't check it out. So I'll just... Uh, it's horrible. It's it's not done yeah. well. And there's uh, the twist or surprise that, that's, that happens. It's just like, wow, that was set up poorly. Yeah. It, it, everything is set up poorly in this movie. Um don't watch it. I, I had a horrible time watching it. And the one character that you can get behind in this movie is just wasted. So Wasted. <clears throat> yeah. So don't check this one out. I'm actually going to say check it out because I would like to hear what you think about who wrote it. I think it's old white guy. I think we both think it's old white guys who do not. No, not at all. I think it's uh, young liberal women. Who wrote it? You think young liberal yes. women? 
who, all right, either way, <laughs> I, I'm not disagreeing, yeah. who definitely do not have their thumb on the pulse of society no, at all. No, neither um, one. And they're like, no, it's okay. I can definitely write about a demographic that I do not understand mm. at all. This is, yeah, big swing. Um, and a genre that I do not understand yeah. at all. Yeah. Uh, so we sort of agree on that. So yeah, they, them, check it out, because I want to hear. I don't. <laughs> All right, and the last movie that we have is one that oh, we Oh, there's just... more. There's more. Oh, but, there uh, is? Yeah, there, well, no, I have more that, I, okay. that I, we haven't said it yet. Tell so. me more, because but... I want to talk about the one that we just watched last. Okay, so I went and I saw Cemetery Man. Oh, yeah. In the theater, actually. They showed it. Um, they had to borrow a print from UCLA. Because uh, there's only one in the United States, so they ended up getting it, and we got to watch it. Um, such a beautiful movie. One of these days, I think episode 200, maybe, I will do it for uh, the movie of the week. And I'll like that. I like Cemetery Man. I just mm-hmm. didn't like it enough to see it at 9 o'clock at night. Right, right. On a weekday. <laughs> uh, Sunday. That's a weekday. I have to work in the morning. <laughs> Um, but yeah, a beautiful movie, and if you haven't checked it out before, please check it out now. Um, <clears throat> such such a, a great Sunday night. So, um, what else? We watched something else, too. We were finishing up, I believe, there's one more episode left of the 101 horror movie oh, moments. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. On Shudder. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, one more episode. We'll probably check that out soon and report back. Um... And then another, yeah, our, if I can think of any more, I will. But yes, our final movie that we have on the list is um, 2022's Barbarian. Yeah, we just watched it last night. Uh-huh. Um, I thought it was really good. Me too. It was a really good movie. Um, what did you like about it? So, uh, all I did after we watched it was bitch to you about how people, like, got sick and right. had to leave the theater, and I was like, really? This? And, like and we won't ruin too much, was, so, yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, I'm not trying to ruin it, mm-hmm. but the, it, it's, mm-hmm. I guess I was disappointed in that respect, like, wow, mm-hmm. I'm going to see something that's really going to blow me out of the water, mm-hmm. like, gore-wise okay. or scare-wise, and it didn't do that. So that was my initial reaction, but, uh... Uh, you know, my reaction is that it's really, really good. I mean, my shoulders were clenched the whole mm. time that mm. I was watching it. The way it's filmed, the dialogue, the characters. Uh-huh. It's, I was scared the whole time. There's right. never a moment where I was like, ooh, I can relax. Not in this movie. <clears throat> so what did you think of, um, what's his, Bill, Bill Skarsgård's character and when what ends up happening to him? Like, um... Because you, from a woman's standpoint, of course, you're watching this movie through your lens. Yeah. And you're seeing her do all the right things. Um, I just, I don't think that I can talk about his character without wrecking at least the first half of mm-hmm. the movie. Okay. Um, it's, it's really interesting. So the premise is this woman goes to an Airbnb. It's clear that she's avoiding an ex-boyfriend or something. She keeps ignoring his call. She can't find the keys, she can't get inside, and it turns out that Bill Skarsgård is also renting this Airbnb. Mm -hmm. And he opens the door, 
and he invites her in and she does and she's very trepidatious about this whole thing and they ultimately end up having a conversation about how if the roles were reversed she never would have let him in and she right. even says something like no do i look crazy right, yeah. i would never let you in to mm -hmm. this house if i was the one renting it so there's that juxtaposition of gender roles mm -hmm. at the beginning and that definitely plays a huge part in the rest of the movie and i don't mm -hmm. want to wreck it but it's no. really good right so it's a definite checkout um it was really good yeah yeah, yeah. That's, that's, I, I know. Guess, all all I want to do is ruin it. All I want to do is ruin it and talk about the whole thing. Mm -hmm. It's really good. Yeah, check out uh, just launched on HBO Max. So if you have HBO Max or you can rent it. Um, but yeah, it's a definite, definite checkout yeah. for us. So I guess that's about it. Well, for guess, um, yeah. episode 168. There are no other movies that I forgot that you watched? I don't think so. Okay. Um, I can't really think of anything I've watched just with, by myself lately, other than some of the TV yeah, shows. Yeah, you really don't watch movies alone. You watch shows alone, but yeah, not really movies. Right, yeah. yeah. But yeah. All right, well, thank you everyone for joining us this week, and we will, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> we will be back at some point in time. Who the fuck knows? But uh, enjoy the ones that we said watch, and. I hate watch some of the shit we said don't watch. Who knows? You might like it. Um, oh, wait a second. Oh, okay. Yeah, we talked about that. All Which right. One? Anyway, okay. uh, have a good time, and we will see you later. Thanks for listening. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening.